0: everyone and welcome to uh my review of the suicide squad this is part of the cinema central podcast it's something i've wanted to start for a while it's uh partly a you know movie fan account on instagram partly a podcast which is tied into that instagram uh and this podcast will be available on spotify hopefully that's where you're listening to this i'll try and get it on apple podcast and everywhere else uh we'll see also audio will be better in the future it's not always going to be like it's not always going to sound like this. Uh, it'll, it'll sound different. Um, but anyways, uh, I I don't know how long this review will be, but I do want to start doing these sort of movie reviews. Uh, this one is for the Suicide Squad. Uh, this was a soft reboot. I actually don't know what soft reboot means, but that's what it's called. So it's a soft reboot of the 2016 Suicide Squad, which apparently there's a rumored air cut. I don't, know if I'm particularly interested in seeing that. I mean, obviously I want to see a director's work, whether it's good or bad, they should get the chance to share their vision. But you know, the Suicide Squad was just something that wasn't very interesting. It felt like it was taking itself too seriously and it was trying to be edgy and it just ended up not going over well with audiences. Uh, But so far the Suicide Squad, the new one, seems to be doing very, very well at Box. Well, box offices that's different but that's because partly because of hbo max and because of you know covid people don't want to go to the theaters anymore but um it seems to be doing very very well it's made i don't know how much the box office was opening weekend it wasn't as much as the suicide squad from 2016 but that is also because that was pre-covid and marketing was a lot different for that one there was a lot more marketing in that one Uh, especially with, you know, like a solo song for it by, uh, 21 pilots, um, and all that so much, so much marketing behind that. Uh, and the suicide squad, the new one had some marketing, not to that caliber, but you know, to a caliber, it it was to a certain extent. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I very, very much enjoyed this film. Um, I thought everything about it was spectacular. There were some scenes where the dialogue, not, not even the dialogue, just, you know, the, there was a lot of awkward tension between characters and sometimes things just didn't play off well, but that was literally my only complaint. Everything else in the movie was absolutely phenomenal. I loved it so, so, so much. And I want to get right into this, uh, the music, the music, first of all. So the music in this was literally right off the bat. It has the WB logo and it starts playing, uh, Elvis Presley, Folsom Prison Blues, but it's the live at Folsom Stadium, Folsom Stadium, something like that, uh, that version of the song, which I do appreciate that. So, you know, it opens up and the guy's like, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. And then it, the people clapping. So it's the live version of that song. And I like, I really appreciate that. And also it's just like a really good song to start off right with. And, uh, one thing I did have a complaint about, but this has nothing to do with James Gunn. It literally is just the DC logo. Like, it looks like one of their executives saw what Marvel did and they're like, Hey, random producer, make this, make this happen for us. And it looks all right, I guess, but it just, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, it just looks too much like they were trying to copy Marvel, which I guess is the whole point of the DC cinematic universe. Um but this the the music in this movie was very good. John and not only John Murphy and the score did really well, but the The songs that the the non-original songs that they use in this are very well, and it's not like he used all older songs to try and copy Guardians of the Galaxy. He had songs that fit this movie very well. It just it wasn't it didn't feel like he was trying to make another Guardians of the Galaxy. Although this did feel like a rated R Guardians of the Galaxy, it didn't feel like he was trying to remake it. He like he chose kind of edgy rock songs that fit the Suicide Squad, but it fits super well. And, it, and I think he learned his lesson because the 2016 Suicide Squad had a lot of music in it that didn't necessarily pertain. It had Bohemian Rhapsody in the weirdest point. It was like every five seconds, they were rushing to put another uh, old song in there. You know, another song from the 80s or the 60s. And this movie, everything just flowed so well. The music seemed perfectly timed. It's, It was so well-paced. And speaking of pacing, the chapters in this movie, like the way they, the way they present the chapters, it's so creative. And like, you know, they'll have it written out in smoke or fire or in literally with blood and brain guts of someone in the water. And it's like, it's so cool and intriguing. It's like creepy, but also like really weird, but it's so good. And I, I loved it so much. And there was one scene where the chapter name was on the elevator button that they were ho- that they were pushing, and I thought that was really cool. Um, and then, anyways, back to the music. Uh, the song "Ratism" was my favorite, by far my favorite uh, composed song from this film. Uh, John Murphy did an absolutely amazing job on this song. This song plays. uh it's a spoiler alert for this uh, podcast. By the way, it's uh, it's this is going to be a spoiler podcast. Um, but it definitely, uh, trying to figure out what I mean. Oh yeah. So that song plays whenever they are, um, she's calling all the rats and they're rushing to kill the starfish and, uh, it, oh my gosh, it's such a beautiful scene. Like that song is like, not really like the, the most necessarily beautiful song ever, But, like, it just hits you because, like, the the chords in it are just so right that it just, like, it connects with you. It's so good. And it made me, like, really sympathize with Ratcatcher 2. And, like, I ended up liking her character more than the rest of the characters by the end of the film. Like, she, I walked out of this movie and she was by far, like, probably my favorite person in that film uh, that I connected with. Like, funniest, that is debatable between, you know, John Cena, Idris Elba, and all of them. But she was by far, like, the most connected Part of the story, and I'm very glad because by the trailers, by the look of the trailers and everything, and the marketing for this, she looked like she was going to be such a side character, and I'm so glad that was not the case. I am so glad I was wrong, but uh, I, I, I was very, very happy about that. Um, And as far as the music, there, yeah, there were some really catchy tunes that would play, and also like the opening credits of the movie when it has the Suicide Squad, and then it goes through like uh. It feels like a 90s, like, rock uh, TV show intro when they're zooming through all the people in the the prison, the prison executives, and they're all placing their bets on people, and it's, like, zooming through, and it's playing the song People Have Died, and it's like it feels like a really rock vibe, and it's so cool. Like, I, I love that part of the movie. Like, it drew me... Every part of this movie just drew me in more and more. Like, I, I found myself just loving it so much. It made me so happy. And then comedy wise and character wise, uh, weasel was so funny. Literally. I'm sort of kind of glad he wasn't in this movie a lot because I feel like they would have overdone the humor with this character because he wasn't in the movie a whole lot. They played his humor just right. So that, you know, I wasn't bored by the character so that every time I watch this movie now, I'm still going to look forward to seeing weasel because I haven't like gotten enough of him. Uh, but the scene where he's drowning is so funny. The theater I was in, they were dying laughing. It was so funny. And, um, that, it it was just, oh my gosh, it was amazing. The humor played with him. And at the very beginning, just like all the characters, chemistry just worked together so well. And another thing as far as characters, uh, John Cena's Peacemaker. Amazing. I loved, I loved him in that role. He's kind of really getting into acting. He like, he's, he's very much getting better at it. And I, I can see him moving forward and progressing at it. And I'm very glad he was chosen to be peacemaker. And I hope he thrives even more in his, uh, HBO max show coming out next year. I'm very excited about that. Um, and then Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn was the big denominator in this film. Like, like people were very curious whether she was going to thrive in this film or not. And she did. She absolutely did. She thrived by herself so much Uh, and I'm kind of glad that the movie took a little time to focus on her a little bit without overdoing it. Like they still gave her enough screen time without taking away screen time from everyone else because she is a main character and she's one of the only characters that has stayed the same. And, uh, you know, Rick Flagg and, uh, Boomerang were the same, but Boomerang died within the first five minutes of the movie and Rick Flagg was good, but I, I am a little upset that they killed him off, but, uh, but Harley Quinn, man, man, that made me so happy to see her. The best scene in this movie by far was her, uh, breaking out of the prison, uh, with the flowers and the javelin and the, the Italian music, like the, the, the old music in the background like that. It fits so perfectly. Like that scene was so, so good. So good. I love that scene so much. And you really just get to like see this character thrive throughout this entire film. And she finally like, she recognizes her flaws and she recognizes stuff from her past and she is willing to move on and she's willing to like make herself, maybe not like a better person, but like, you know, better in the sense of taking care of herself. And I really like that James Gunn focused on that because that was something I was a little worried about uh, going into this. I wanted to make sure that, you know, this character was being treated well and i You know, I find myself when I watch Birds of Prey and when I watch Suicide Squad, the original one, I did not like Harley Quinn. I never got attached to her character. There was was nothing wrong with Margot Robbie. It was the way the character was. It was the way she was directed. Like, I could tell Margot Robbie was doing everything she could with, you know, what she was given. Um, But in this movie, holy crap, I loved that character. She was so much fun to watch. Like, she was genuinely a joy to watch. And it it made me so happy just seeing her on screen and seeing her thrive throughout that entire thing. It just like, she finally got what she deserved, uh, screen time wise and made me happy. And I am very appreciative to James Gunn for that. Um, and then I'm trying to think of what else to talk about. Um, yes, the pacing was totally fine and this movie. Just like, it was such a fun take. It was, it was just such a fun movie to watch. Like, I never like I had I've been to see movies before this like post covid I'm talking about like I saw it like recently like I've seen uh, Green Knight I saw a few others I saw Snake eyes and Space Jam but this movie was the first movie since before covid to uh, well this is the first movie recently that has made me glad to be back in theaters, like has made me feel back in theaters, like being around a group of people and just laughing and having so much fun with this movie. Like everyone in the audience was having so much fun and it, it just made, it made me so happy and I'm going to see free guy tomorrow. So I hope that's the same case there. Uh, and I'm very, very excited for that. I have high hopes for free guy. Uh, but I, Also, I I feel like I'm kind of done with the review. Uh, I I don't really know, like, what points to finish up on other than the fact that I give this movie a four and a half to five stars. I haven't really been able to choose between it. Like, I I genuinely think this was just an amazing film, and I definitely think you should go watch it in theaters, uh, IMAX, XD, whatever biggest screen possible, because this movie was so worth it. It is so worth the watch. It is not worth it to wait. Go see it now. It is such a fun time it'll make you it'll make you forget that covid existed for you know two hours or so like that's how fun it it is and that's the whole reason i've been trying to go to the theaters it just takes you off, it just takes your mind off of everything going on and it's oh my gosh it's so much fun uh but yes i'm going to see the box office this weekend last weekend only movie coming out was suicide squad this weekend we have free guy uh respect and don't breathe Two. I am interested in respect. I had never seen don't breathe one. I am like halfway through it right now I need to finish it Uh, once i'm home, uh back home And i'm gonna finish that and then go see don't breathe two sometime next week, uh, as As well as respect and uh Yeah, and so I would say just go see this movie. It's so good. It's such a fun time. You will not regret it and uh Preferably, I would have preferred. Like, I saw this opening weekend, and if you haven't seen it, I would have preferred that you have seen it opening weekend. Uh, I'm gonna try. I, this is the only like spoiler review I'm gonna have. I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm gonna make sure, try and make sure that all my reviews from now on are non-spoiler, just so that you know I am open to a bigger audience uh, of viewings because most people will go into reviews not wanting spoilers so that they can, you know, avoid that. Uh, but. Yeah, so this was a fun movie And I highly suggest you watch it Uh, now that the review's over with I can take a short time at the end of this Uh, to quickly Uh, let you guys know, like, how my Channel and how my, uh my, my podcast and my Instagram is gonna work Uh, Instagram If you really wanna follow my Instagram, you can I'm not really sure what I'm gonna be posting on there I do know I will be advertising this podcast on there Obviously I will make posts about New episodes and new stuff Um, and all that sorts of stuff. And, uh, as far as the podcast, I want to do reviews throughout the week whenever I see movies. Uh, and I'm going to try and have an episode of the podcast where we just talk about stuff going on in the news. Now, uh, what people are watching, what's going on on like Apple TV and Disney plus and all sorts of streaming services, the whole streaming service box office war right now. Um, and talk about all of that. I'm going to try and do that on Mondays. Uh, team seeing if i can and i also might throw movie reviews in there i might talk about it and stuff and i might have people like with me like i might bring my friends on here uh but yeah all that aside that is essentially what this podcast is going to be i don't know when i'm going to start doing episodes so i may not have one next week uh or or this monday or whatever i don't know when i'm going to have an episode out i will try and have steady reviews out though um but yeah with that being said, um, thank you for watching. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and on Letterbox at Case Kirby, and uh, I will see you guys next time on the Cinema Central Podcast.